going to go ahead and get started, and we have some people file in with us later and join us. I hope that everybody grabbed a candle on your way in, as you did. As you did. If you didn't, then you can just sneak out the back door there and grab one. We're not going to be using them till the end of the service, so uh, you got time, okay? You got time. Uh, and as someone who uh, who's grew up in a church that burned down one night, uh, please be careful. Uh, so... <laughs> Yeah, that's not why our church burned down, but anyway, so uh, we'll get to that uh, get to that in a little bit. One more thing I want to say, let me first say welcome, and thank you for being with us here at Hope Bible Fellowship for our Christmas Eve service. We're excited to be back together last year. Uh, we, were, we were remote, I was traveling, and we did kind of a remote at-home thing, and I'm really excited to see everybody gathered with us here. Welcome to those who are joining us online. My name's Cal, I'm the pastor here, and if you're a guest and you'd like to know some more about the church, we'd love to be able to get to meet you. Um, I, I know a lot of people have to get to parties and home uh, family things. We've got some, uh, some guest cards back on the tree in the foyer with the white Christmas tree, or on the table with the white Christmas tree. If you just fill that out and just leave it in the little dish there, little bowl there, we'd be happy to uh, connect with you later on. You can, if you need us to pray for you in some way, you can put that on there. Uh, we'll be happy to connect with you. Uh, one thing I want to point out, though, about the candle is um, someone put, a, put dots on the bottom of a few of the candles. And if you have a black dot on the bottom of your uh, little candle holder, you won a prize, Okay. Now, for those of you who are Christmas movie fans, this is not a major award, okay? Uh, but it is, a really, it is a really cool gift basket with some yum-yums in it, okay? Uh, and so if you've got a dot, if you've got a dot on the bottom of your candle thing, after service, you need to find Alonzo. He's the man behind me tickling the keys. And uh, so that's Alonzo. And so after service, you need to go talk to Alonzo, and he'll get you a prize um, and he's really nice. He won't bite or anything. So uh, if you've got the dot, you win. All right. That's enough of that. Hey, I am thankful. I'm so thankful that you decided of all the places you could be, out of all the places you could be tonight, all the things you could be doing, I'm so thankful that you're here with us to celebrate the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And I want to welcome you. I want to invite you to uh, let everything, all of the all of the noise of the season that, that tries to overwhelm you. And, and there's noise in a lot of other things besides the season right now, right? There's a lot of noise in our world. And just kind of let that fade away and focus for this 40, 45 minutes solely on Jesus, who is the reason that we're able to gather together and celebrate, the reason uh, that we worship. And do that and come along with us on this journey through uh, investigating what child is this that we celebrate. Let me ask you to stand with me, and I'm going to lead you in a word of prayer. And then we're going to start, we're going to start off the service, and uh, then when we're done, we'll be done. And uh, I want to invite you to sing. If you want to sing, if you don't want to sing, just let the words of the Psalms wash over you. Uh, when there are, there are a few uh, multimedia video elements that are going to happen during the service, when those happen, feel free to kick back, sit down, and relax, and enjoy those. And uh, we're going to, we're going to kind of kind of keep it moving this evening as we worship but let's let's pray and then uh, and then we'll get going god thank you so much for this day thank you that uh, we could gather together and celebrate uh, your birth jesus that we could celebrate how you came uh, two thousand years ago on this rescue plan that was designed before the foundations of the world god that you would rescue sinners and you would draw men back to yourself who had strayed away 
Help us to trust you tonight, Jesus. Help us to worship you. God, this is about you. This is for you. It's not about me. It's not about any of the musicians or the funny videos or if we can crack jokes. It's not about any of that, Jesus. It's about you. And I just pray that you would speak clearly uh, to your folks tonight, Jesus, to your people. Bless this time. And it's in your name I pray. Amen. Oh, come all ye faithful, joyful and triumphant. Oh, come ye, oh, come ye to Bethlehem. and animals round a baby in a stable. T'was the nativity, and it marked the end of a journey that began on a donkey's back. Whoa, hold up there, James. I beg your pardon? Your nativity. That's not exactly how it happened. Here, look, let's start with that donkey. Neither of the gospel stories mentions Mary traveling by donkey. And given the 60 miles of rough terrain they traveled, 
it's more likely they used a wagon. <laughs> Minor details. But then the innkeeper informs them there's no room... Again, the Bible doesn't actually mention an innkeeper. And in the Greek, the word inn refers to an upper room in a house, not an actual motel. Oh, blast. Look, wherever it was, there was no room. So, Mary and Joseph were sent to the stable. Uh, no stable. Not in the Bible either. Now you're catching on. And in those days, most animals were typically kept in a cave. A cave? Yuppers. So it could have been that instead of a stable, the Bible doesn't really say. And the Star of Bethlehem? Duh, that's biblical. Well, we're actually right for once. It's a Christmas miracle. Okay, so now came the shepherds and the three kings. No kings. Three kings is from the song. The Bible says magi, which means wise men. Three wise men? That works. Well, not so fast. While the Bible does mention three gifts, it doesn't specify the number of wise men that brought them. You mean there could have been more? Oh, yeah. A whole posse, even. With a crowd like that, it's a miracle the baby Jesus never cried. What? No crying he makes? That's just a lyric from Away in a Manger, not actual scripture. <laughs> well, of course he was crying. You just added a whole crowd of strange men. Eh, yes and no. There may have been many wise men, but they weren't there that night. You see... Okay, that's enough. Except for the blooming star of Bethlehem, you've just dismantled the most inspiring image of Christian tradition. So what's your point? Point? Well, I guess it's this. Even when all of the man-made traditions are stripped away, the eternal truths still remain. Whether they traveled by donkey or wagon, God brought them safely to the birthplace that was prophesied. Whether born in a stable or cave, God provided shelter in a strange new land. Whether there were three kings, three wise men, or many, God called the elect to bear witness and testimony to the birth of Emmanuel. So whether your manger looks like this, or like this, the one thing that remains unchanged is this. A baby boy, born of a virgin, this day in the city of David, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. Bless you, sir. I'll never look at the miracle of December 25th the same way again. December 25th? Oh, I almost forgot. Stop that. Music! It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. He said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree of which I commanded you not to eat? The man said, The woman who you gave to be with me, she gave me fruit of the tree, and I ate. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is this that you have done? The woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all livestock and above all beasts of the field. On your belly you shall go, and dust you shall eat all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head, and you shall 
bruise his heel. Would you stand and sing with us? Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, 
the virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and shall call his name Emmanuel. Micah 5.2 But you, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, who are too little to be among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose coming forth is from of old, from ancient days. Isaiah 9.6 For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and, to, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lonely exile here until the Son of God appears. favorite <clears throat> illustration videos uh, to use during Christmas just because it's so, uh, I don't know, it makes you think about, a lot of times we don't think about uh, uh, what the response was of all the people around Mary and Joseph and when it pops up says 23 people unfriended Joseph, and it's probably more than that, uh, <laughs> probably more than that in reality. Hey, uh, tonight we're investigating and really celebrating and we sang it earlier, what child is this? We celebrate this child born, uh, born to a virgin in a manger where animals were kept, in a manger where animals were fed that he was laid in. The issue of identity is huge in our world, and I'm not going to like, this isn't, just so you know, I'm not going to preach like a full-on sermon here. You're getting what I'm calling remarks. Um, <laughs> so you're not getting a, a full-on thing, but... Um, but the issue of identity is huge in our world. Who are you? Where did you come from? What are you all about? And, and in our world, we look for identity in all kinds of different places. And to some people, it's incredibly important that they figure out who they are. 
Well, tonight we want to look at who this child is. Why, was the, why are we going to all this trouble? Why are we not just at home? Why, are we, why were the shepherds coming to see this baby? Why, why were angels singing about this baby? What I want us to do tonight is to not get so wrapped up in the stuff of Christmas, all the stuff and the trappings around us, which is most of it's fun and great and I love it. Let's drink hot chocolate. Let's watch a terrible Hallmark movie and enjoy it and snuggle under a snowflake blanket. Well, not all of you, just maybe my wife and I, but uh, whatever. But so all that stuff is fine. The presents and all that, I'm into it, but that's not what this season is about. It's important to know who this baby born of a virgin was. Because if this was just some kid born in a barn, then it doesn't make any difference. Like if it's just some, just some kid 2,000 years ago that was born where they keep animals, and that's all it was, then, then there would, that wouldn't make any difference. But if Jesus is who Scripture says he is, who the Bible says he is, who he claimed he was, and who God the Father says he is, then it makes all the difference in the world. And that's what I think we need to be confronted with tonight as we go through this. Earlier you heard Karen read Isaiah 9, verse 6, and it says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. And and by the way, there's no comma there, so it actually should be Wonderful Counselor. Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. See, Hundreds of years before Jesus was born, and, and you may not, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Bible, that's okay. Um, so you may not know this, but this prophecy of Isaiah was something like 800 years before Jesus was actually born. Something this specific written about him, that he would be wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace. See, hundreds and hundreds of years before Jesus came, God had sent prophets to testify that Jesus was coming on this eternal rescue mission. And so we need to figure out, if that's the case, well, who, who was he? Who was he? What was this about? And why, and, and why is that important? And the first one, and we're just going to clip through them real quick here, but the first one is, he was son of the Most High, Lord, Messiah, and Savior. Son of the Most High, Lord, Messiah, and Savior. In Luke chapter 1, verse 26, we have the account of when Mary actually found out she was going to give birth to the Son of God. And it says this in verses 26 through 38. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And he came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of a greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I am a virgin? Can I just hit pause right there? I mean, okay, we have hindsight because we know this story, a lot of us. And so we look back, yes, the virgin conceived. But at that point, this had not happened, okay? And this is boggling her mind. She was probably only around 14 years old. This is boggling her mind. The angel answered her. 
The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And Mary said, Behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. The identity of Jesus as the Son of God, which, by the way, the angels just told Mary in that passage. So if you're wondering, Mary, did you know? She knew. Okay? I love saying that. My, my, if you're a guest with us, my church already heard me say that this year. Uh, but Mary, Mary knew. Now, maybe she didn't know all that that song entails, but she did know. So Mary is told this and told that this is going to be the Son of God. So we have that as his identity, but why was it important that he was the Son of God? Why was it important that Mary know he was the Son of God? Why was it important that we who are reading this 2,000 years later understand that he was the Son of God? Well, first of all, to kind of encourage you of how important it is, because there are a lot of people right now, because if you lose the fact that Jesus is God, and you lose that, and there are some people out there who want to convince you that that's not true, they have an inappropriate view of the Trinity, they have an inappropriate view, uh, an incorrect view of who Jesus is. Um, some people want, want to uh, possibly get you to believe the wrong thing about that. Now here's to show you that it's not just important today, it's always been important. Um, back at an old council, years and years ago, the Council of Nicaea, that you may have read about if you read like church history, and actually you probably even in like world history may have read about the Council of Nicaea. There's a bishop that was at the Council of Nicaea, and he believed so strongly uh, about who Jesus was as the Son of God that he actually, um, he was opposing this, this other guy named Arius. And Arius was, uh, had this heretical teaching about who Jesus was. I believe something to the effect of Jesus not being, uh, not being God fully, um, which, which is, is a heresy, okay? And this guy Arius, that was his stance and everything. So this bishop shows up at the Council of Nicaea and he slaps Arius, And that bishop's name was St. Nicholas. Yeah, that St. Nicholas. The one where the legend of Santa Claus comes from. It's pretty incredible. Here's why the identity of Jesus, the child we just sang about, is important. His identity as God matters because we have a great need. There is the, it matters that he's God because of the greatness of the need, and that need is sin. There's a Roman philosopher who uh, said this, all my life I have been trying to climb out of the pit of my sin, but I cannot and will not unless a hand is let down to lift me up. See, sin has a hold on the hearts of people and we cannot shake it on our own. And if we're left to our own devices, we'll face the judgment for our sin. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That means we all miss the mark of God's perfection. Like we're, we're all, on, the playing field's even. We all miss it. Um, the Bible also says that without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. So something has to die for sin to be forgiven. And so Jesus' identity as God is important because we have this great problem that we can't solve on our own as sin. Only God can solve that problem. So it was important that God was born and walked among us. Jesus' identity is important because of the greatness of our need, but also it's important because of the greatness of the gift of Jesus. 
In Matthew 3.17, God again confirms Jesus' identity as the Son of God. It says, And behold, a voice from heaven said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. The gift of Jesus. It's important to know that he was God's Son because then we get to probably the most famous verse in the Bible, John 3.16. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. See, the gift of Jesus was that Jesus would come and be that sacrifice for our sin, would die for our sin in our place. He didn't just stay a baby, right? We're not, we're not up here singing to a baby and worshiping a baby, but the one who died and rose again. So the greatness of the gift of Jesus. The third reason his identity is important is because of the greatness of the cost of that gift. See, he, wasn't, he didn't stay a baby. He grew and he lived a perfect life. He never fought with his brothers and sisters. He never had a sinful thought. He just didn't do the stuff that we do. But he was tempted in every way as we are. And he was perfect, which made him the perfect sacrifice once and for all for all sin to take care of that problem that we can't handle. In uh, John chapter 15, verse 13, it says, Greater love has no one than this, that someone laid down his life for his friends. Jesus is saying that to his friends, and then a few chapters later, he goes and does it and lays his life down. So the question is, you know the identity of Jesus as the Son of God who was crucified on our behalf and rose again. So the question is, today, for Christmas, what are you going to do with that? Some of you are like, Pastor, I follow Jesus. I'm, I'm going to keep serving him. And some of you maybe say, I don't know that I know Jesus, but I would like to. His identity is important. And once we know his identity, we have to decide what we're going to do with it. Because we have a sin nature in us that we cannot shake. A perfect Savior, God in the flesh, all God, all man, gave his life for you. He took your sin, guilt, on himself and died a criminal's death in your place. He took the wrath of God that was rightfully and justfully supposed to be poured out on you for your sin, And he took that upon himself on the cross and exchanged it for his righteousness, gives us his righteousness, his right standing before God puts puts it on our account. And you can have peace with God and a personal relationship with him and eternity in heaven with Jesus. But the question is, what are you going to do with that? Will you repent of your sin and believe? Or will you turn away and reject him? This is key, and here's why this is key. I'm going to finish up with this and we'll go on with the rest of the service. But this is key because of this. It's key because, and I think right now people more acutely sense this, and that's this. Number one, there's suffering in the world, but there's also a God who came to share in that suffering. He understands our struggles. He understands our pain. He was tempted in every way as we are, and yet he remained holy and dealt with those things. He experienced suffering. He was beaten. He was whipped, flogged. He was nailed through and hung on a cross. It experienced the suffering and suffered for our sin. Another reason why this is key is there is uncertainty in the world. But there's a God who helps us face it. When we walk with Jesus, we still walk through suffering. We still walk through uncertainty. And don't you know there's a lot of uncertainty in the world today? Or has the last two years just been easy for the rest of you? (laughs) Because it hasn't been for me. (laughs) Right? And so there is uncertainty, but we have a God who helps us face uncertainty. And third, there's death in the world. 
And we've seen a lot of death recently. There's death in the world, but there's also a God who overcomes it because our God's alive. Jesus died on the cross, and three days later, by the power of God, he rose from the grave. Every other religious leader is bones in a grave somewhere, but Jesus is alive. The Bible tells us he ascended to the right hand of God, and he waits until it's time for him to return. Oh yeah, there's a second advent when he returns for his church, for those who love him, for his followers. The only reason that we can be with him is because he first came to be with us. His identity is Emmanuel, God with us.